Welcome to episode 16. This is a great track. We're going to start off this uh, set, which I'm calling the garbage set. Some of it's garbage, some of it's all right. But uh, this is all of the requests that were sent to me by various listeners, merged into a 40, 40 minute set. When you say various listeners, do you just mean Sarah Newton? No, this one's Dave Beryl. Oh, good, good, good. Now he's a he's a big fan of the kind of classic uh, rock and jazz and stuff like that, but with a modern spin. And this is released through Spinning Records. Listen to this now. This is the second track coming in here as well. Oh, nice. A nice strong uh, sort of dancey start to it. Uh, so actually, originally, when it came to the the original idea for. Um, I was doing uh, request sets. It was actually Dave Birrell who suggested the first ever song, which was this song. Uh, and then, I don't know, for some reason we glossed over it and forgot about it. And we started taking all these requests from other people. And he was like, I said this like seven weeks ago. Why haven't you used it yet? And I was like, oh shit, sorry, mate. So I thought I had to start the set with it, obviously. just to... Anyway, so hit the road, Jack. Straight into... Marvin Gaye. Look at that. One minute and 30 in, awarded into the second song, Dave. Are wow. you proud? <laughs> I'm very proud of you. So, this one is my choice. Uh, I love Marvin Gaye, and I love this song in particular. Made infamous, and I can't remember which of the two it is, whether it's Charlie's Angels or Charlie's Angels Full Throttle, with Drew Barrymore, Lucy Liu, and Cameron Diaz. Uh, and anyway, in the, in the scene where Sam Rockwell exposes himself as, uh, as the baddie of the film, this song is playing. Which angel was your favourite? Which film? Oh, oh the first no, one, obviously. No, which angel? Oh, which angel? It, well, from the from that lineup. Yes. Yeah. I uh, see. I like I like Cameron Diaz because I've always loved her from like The Mask and things like that as a kid. Lucy Liu is the kind of you know bit of spice on the side, and then Drew Barrymore just because she looks like the girl next door. Really, uh, I think I think the answer to that question, Dave, is all three. Just put your <laughs> hands together. <laughs> That's uh, that's the uh, third. That's the third track coming in there. In the background, which is a uh, Fat Boy Slim. I was gonna say. So we're at the third song, and it's only three minutes in. What's what's going on? Have we like switched roles? I know, right? <laughs> I'm mental. I only played twenty tracks in my last episode. <laughs> It's like this is I did the same number of songs that I normally do in a set and this is why this one's 40 minutes not like an hour. <laughs> <laughs> I do also like to point out at this point that no one can see what I'm seeing but Dave is basically dressed like Timmy Mallet with a big orange beanie and like a, a psychedelic orange like velour uh, shell suit top. <laughs> it it's looks like amazing. It looks amazing. I will I will send a photo. Take a picture of yourself. Oh, that sounds tremendous. 
Right, go on, take a picture of, take a picture of yourself, Dave. Because I can't, because I'm using my phone to record this. <laughs> <laughs> I have to do all the work around here. <laughs> oh, no, I'll tell you what, I'll do a screen capture. Right. Right, hold one pose so I can do a screenshot. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Got it. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> I guess everything that is garbage started as good at one point. It's just you starting with the good. This, I. Yeah, you see, what I've done is I've, I've, I've front-loaded the set. <laughs> it's largely the good stuff at the beginning. And there's a, there's a few good mixes in there. Where, like, there's three, three, even four songs playing at once. And like I'm like genuinely quite proud of it. But towards the end, it's just all the songs that I couldn't find a way of mixing. And I just sort of like... <laughs> Have you done a Trash Finders? 1990s Blackpool DJ one-tracked them all to the end. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so this one, Renegade Master by Fatboy Slim, um, was Dave Birrell's suggestion, I think? Oh no, I know what it was. I went to DJ a party the other day for um, a friend at work's 50th. That was um, her husband's suggestion, Paul. He suggested this song. That's what it was. And what you're about to hear is Luke Chester's request. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. I mean, he might have been being serious and picked a good one, or he might have been like. Chucking you an absolute curveball. Oh. Oh. Oh no. Luke. Yeah. You see, no. <laughs> so, uh, as it turns out, well, I, I asked, like, our kind of group of friends like what's uh, what's a song to include in this request set that you would like in there and it, like, it has to have a specific reason and Luke said Spaceman by Babylon Zoo it was the first CD single that I ever bought and I was like oh my god that was the first CD single that I ever bought as well really like the weird the weird synchronicity there like it was the first single that we both bought I bought that at the same time I bought Gangster's Paradise by LL Cool J yeah. and Coolio uh, Jen knows all the words to that. And um, I couldn't, I couldn't do much with the song, so I just brought it back into <laughs> back into Fatboy Slim. <laughs> but technically, that's five songs now in seven minutes. <laughs> Look, I can't cope with this garbage. Just switch back to something I like. Yep.
This is very enjoyable, really. You what? This is very enjoyable so far. It's quite high energy, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. That's what I, I quite liked about the, the first half of the set. It's quite high energy. It's just like, you know, just getting people going. Fatboy Slim's great for it. He makes an, uh, Fatboy Slim makes another appearance later as one of your requests. Right, oh, okay, this one. This one reminds me of going to Sharm El Sheikh uh, with Sarah Newton and Mark Newton. Uh, weirdly, this is one of Sarah's uh, favourite songs. And she uh, sort of introduced it to the song. I never really heard it that much at the time when it actually came out, which was like 90s. It's uh, Ebenezer Good. Oh my goodness! My, our friend Brian here loves this song, and I've taught him to DJ, and he loves to put this song in his sets. <laughs> Does he happen to come from Rochdale, which is where Sarah's no. from? No, he comes from Australia. He's like the he's the antipodes. He's from Rochdale. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, I don't know how he knows this song or why he wants it in all of his sets. <laughs> <laughs> It's like that weird synchronicity across the globe. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to get absolutely bollocked from Sarah for saying that she's from Rochdale. Oh, is she not from Rochdale? I always thought she was. She is from Rochdale. She pretends she's not from Rochdale, but she, really she is. <laughs> I'm sure the first time I met her, I said, where are you from? She went, I'm from Rochdale. I mean, and then corrected herself. Like, I think she knows deep down yeah, inside she is. Yeah, and then tried to is. pretend that she was actually from Macclesfield or something. <laughs> It's a great tune though, isn't it? And I've, I've got that layered bass. No, I just took the bass out there, but like, it is good. Yeah, and that's the next one coming in. Which is why it just got exceptionally louder than the original track. The problem with using some of these older songs from like the 90s and stuff is you, even if it's been remastered, you, you still get that kind of, uh, you still get that kind of cloudy quality to the, to the, yeah. to the, to the recording, no matter, no matter how much a remastering goes on. But I, I suppose it, it, lends its, it lends itself a bit of authenticity. Because so. there's a song coming up later um, that Dave Birrell suggested, a UMF song, that has the same issue. It's really hard to mix uh, something that's kind of lesser quality into something that's good. So you, you almost have to like distort the the better quality one to mix and then up, up, upscale it from there. This song I played a lot in lockdown because whenever Brian would come over here and we were DJing, I would put it into every mix. <laughs> I, think, I think the first time we played, we were out when I was playing at the, the pub in town. I played this one, and him and his his wife Beck were dancing around like lunatics, and everyone else was like, "What the fuck Look is at this?" <laughs> smooth exit, smooth exit from Ebenezer Good. Oh, that was that was beautifully done. Into a Lannis Morissette. <laughs> I say beautifully done. I mean ham-fistedly done. <laughs> Connor's just calling me out for saying a bad word. Ah, oh, you see, that's why you got your kids there to remind you of your censorship. <laughs> this is a great song. So this this was a suggestion, not this version, but uh, from my mate Draper, who this is the this is the better of two suggestions that he made. <laughs> I think he's making them to try and fuck me over. Um, 
The first one being Alanis Morissette. Any song by Alanis Morissette. It's a great song. Yeah. Uh, I used to love Alanis Morissette. And the reason why he chose this is because he knew that like this was something that me and Natalie used to listen to. Like the Jagged Little Pearl album. Uh, back in the, I don't know, back in the 90s or noughties. Listen to this. Yeah. So this is the next song coming in now. But Anyway, so uh, to appease Draper, I did put in uh, Alanis Morissette because it, it was at, she was like a seminal artist of our youth, really. Like, uh, it's that kind of, you know, teenage angst in and out of romantic relationships, just like thinking the world is against you and like, yeah, just like bitter endings to relationships and stuff and all that, all that stuff that you think is important when you're 15. And it, it just brings it all back, it's hilarious. I, and you look at it as an adult, you just think, oh my word. <laughs> Some insanely good lyrics though, Alanis Morissette. Oh, so this one now is Dave Birrell's suggestion coming in. Yeah. UMF, unbelievable. Nice, nice. That was quite a Trash Pandas mix as well. It was like... <laughs> I know, I know. I'm, like I said, it's the garbage set. <laughs> but he does, to be fair, it was linked into the previous song for yeah, a, yeah, that's a, a good that's minute fair. beforehand. But And I do a bit of super bass boosting with the next song, uh, this next drop. Uh, excessively so. So what happened when um, when I threw out the well when we threw out in an earlier episode the idea of taking requests for a set. Um, Dave Barrel basically just sent me a playlist on Spotify with about 20 songs on it and went, all of this, just do all of this. And I was like, well, I can't do an entire set of your music. Like, and then some of it was like, I don't know, some of it was like like rock, like, well, not rock, but like indie stuff and like, I don't know, like Stone Roses or yeah. And I'm like, I can't, I can't fucking mix that into a set that's like got Kylie and shit in it. Like... <laughs> So basically, I had to like cherry pick the most mixable songs. Yeah. Uh, you know what came, came to me the other day? Like, like every single song in this set has been requested by someone else. This is why I hate taking requests. Because like, <laughs> it's so hard to mix. Like, yeah. Everyone else is different shit. <laughs> I'd rather just like have a storyline, have a thing. Anyway, so this. I'm gonna calm down.
Um, so, I seem to remember, I was thinking the other day, we said, and we're gonna, we might have to consult the oracle that is Monique on this one, when, I think it was episode 3 or episode 4, I would give you the set list of my set, and you would give me your set list, and we would make oh, our yeah, own version shit, of it. we didn't do that either, did we? Um, so after we've done our themed ones for Christmas and New Year, which are going to be amazing, uh, maybe we should look into doing that. Yes, alright, yeah, no, I, I completely forgot we, we, that we'd said that. So Monique, if you're listening, which we know you are, can you please let us know which episode we were talking about? <laughs> And then we'll go find the set list. Yeah, I, w- I want to know which of the odd episodes that Dave does, not odd because he's odd, but like odd numbers, um, and then give Dave an even number, and then he has to redo that set, and I have to redo whatever set. <laughs> Smooth as a cucumber, that's what that was. Smooth as a cucumber. <laughs> I literally recorded this in one go yesterday and literally I made so many mistakes just went do you know what I just don't give a fuck it's not even a good enough set to care (laughs) oh my god (laughs) express you can't see the dance that I'm doing but it's very funny Mr. Motivator would dance like that So yeah, this was a suggestion from uh, a lady that's just started working at our work uh, this year called Nicola. She's a lovely Scottish woman. Um, just yeah, got nothing nothing but love for her. She's absolutely fantastic. Oh, but here it is, seeping into the background. It's a ethereal, high pitched sort of uh, oh mid to high, uh, like you can hear it building in here. So this is Kylie coming in, and this is Sarah Newton's suggestion, the specific <laughs> song that she suggested. <laughs> and she's going to be so proud at this moment. She's going to be like, oh yeah, this is mine. <laughs> I don't know why you cut the horns out. They were really adding to that. <laughs> yeah, the, pub, the problem with the horns is they then go into like... Uh, they, he talks over the top of them. Oh, yeah. I couldn't loop the original one, the, the, the two before that, yeah. because... Uh, well, anyway, you didn't care. I tried. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there was also that as well. Like I'm just like, just get through this absolute shit show of a set. <laughs> <laughs> this is my lesson in not asking for requests. <laughs> to be fair, I know it's like Sarah off uh, uh, in the last episode. Um, but to be fair, th- for, for liking Kylie, but to be fair, this is actually a decent song. And she, she had a go at me about that, and I was like, actually, yeah, no, to be fair, this is quite a decent song. And then goes into the next one coming up, Jimmy Leaper. It's also her suggestion, and the two go together really, really well. So, like, credit where it's due, they were good suggestions. But... I, d- I just, I love slagging her off too much, though, so I hate, like, I hate being positive. <laughs> I hate being positive. <laughs> um, speaking of Dua Lipa, 
<laughs> I have made the best ever version of Tulip. I can't you've heard it. Um, and I think I might try and put it into a future set. It's not going to fit my K-pop one. But maybe I can oh, do yeah. like a... <laughs> I, I have no idea how to fit it into a set. I'd have to be doing basically Kaylee music. I might do a Kay Oh, I could do a Kaylee session. In time for... <laughs> in time for Burns Night on the 25th of January, I could do a Kaylee set. And it's all just music you could Kaylee dance to. That seems pretty niche, dude. Yeah, okay. That is pretty <laughs> niche. Unless you can like... Like do what you did in the last uh, in the last set and like use the the Kaylee backdrop, but use overlapping vocals. Yeah, so I've done um, I've done Kaylee's with this sort of music before. Yeah, definitely. And it works really well. It does. Oh, hello, bass. I like that sound. This, I actually really like the beginning of this song. Yeah, this build, this synthy build. Oh. Yeah. And it was the perfect opportunity to mix out Kylie into Dua here. You can hear it building now. And then it doesn't deliver. No, that was good. That was sounding no, really was nice. that was intentional. Yeah. Because uh, what I'm about to layer in is some very fat bass that would be, you know, because like everybody be like, oh, he didn't drop that where I thought he was going to drop. But then when it does here. <laughs> I like that. fine. This is not as garbage as I was thinking it was going to be. Uh, is it? I'm very good at polishing turds. <laughs> <laughs> Rolling them in glitter. <laughs> do, do you know my glittery shite story? What's that? Do you know my glittery shite story? No, go on. <laughs> uh, I'm a little bit proud of this. Um, <laughs> when I worked in Malaysia <laughs> with Jen, <laughs> that was cool. We were having a conversation at lunchtime about, um, uh, among other things, glitter and how long it takes to come through your system. And I said, I'll just test it. So I got the worked in the kindergarten. So I got I got a tub of glitter and a spoon and took a spoonful of glitter, thanks some water. Um, it takes about 24 hours. 
aware, <laughs> which is the standard amount of time that it takes for anything to pass through your system, yeah, right? But it, it, it takes a while to clear out your system. Did you have a glitter poo? I had, I had glittery shites for the next week. <laughs> we, we can go the disco turd. <laughs> yes, disco turd. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm Jen! I'm a disco turd! <laughs> and then, after, like, after we've done that, and somebody. Then if you put that on like a little string and then <laughs> just leave it dangling in, in the front room, shine lights against it, it'd be like a little disco ball. I reckon you'd like the a string as well. <laughs> <laughs> that was when I was young and trying to impress Jen. You know, because nothing impresses yeah, a girl like no, eating a spoonful didn't. of glitter. <laughs> and then saying, hey, come look at the bathroom. very questionable things as uh, young people. <laughs> uh, wait for this bit now. What you're about to hear is pure genius. So that was the next one coming in. And it is, uh, this request was made by David Bremner. Yes, you. It wasn't in that really drunk episode, it was it? It gives it a thick, thick face on this. Yeah. Oh, yes, June. <laughs> is this the new one you were talking about? <laughs> yeah, cats and dogs. Yeah. I can't get that low with my sore throat. Ah. House, house, house. In the house, in the house, in the house, house. Ah. And then the, uh, the next song that this is about to mix into is a favourite of my dad's, right? So my dad uh, used to be really be into like, uh, let's say his favorite artist is Brian Adams. Okay, that's uh, that puts it. No, no, no. Look at look at the dis- <laughs> <laughs> look at the disappointment on your face, thinking that I'm going to play some Brian Adams. I'm not. Okay, but he was into like the kind of the rock uh, rock of the 1980s and okay. 90s. Like Guns N' Roses, Brian Adams, Van Halen, this, that and the other. So the next song was a suggestion relating to Kevin's dad. It really is utter garbage though, this set, isn't it? No, that song's great. <laughs> it's got like zero narrative because it's been suggested yeah, it's by all, about yeah. seven different people. Yeah. <laughs> this, is, this is not nearly as bad as I thought it was going to be. Oh, mate, no. When you get to the last song, of, the last two songs of the set, you're going to be one. In the second to last song of the set, you're going to be like, what the fuck is this and why have you included it? And the last song you're literally going to be offended by. You and Beryl, in particular, are going to be offended by the last song. 
I, I kid you not, like, no, prepare yourself to be offended. Here it is, Kevin's dad's suggestion. <coughs> it is all the way. I can hear it. Infamized, infamized, that's not a word, but made infamous by Bill and Ted. For the sake of the recording, oh. I didn't sing that at the right time. He died recently. Huh? I, he died recently. Van oh, Halen. Well, Van Halen. Yeah. Oh. I actually oh, like well, this song. I am honouring his legacy. I actually like this song because in our school, we don't have a bell like a... We play music when it's time to go to you class. You have a Van Halen. And I've edited together like a 30, 40 second version of each of the songs that I want to play. This is the morning song. It's Jump by Van Halen. Nice. So when it's time for the kids to go to That's class, beautiful. it plays this. What a great way to start the day. <laughs> Dave Every is morning. like a nutter right now. <laughs> That's how I dance in the morning at school too. Listen to this bass now. This is a great version. I might change the school song. <laughs> this is Armin Van Buren. Is it? Yeah. Oh yes, I remember seeing this on his. Um, he played it live at Amst in in an Amsterdam dance event, I think, a couple of years ago. Or so, I definitely saw him playing it within the last year. I think I take the uh, the BPM up quite considerably in about half a second. <laughs> In a minute. Over. I know, actually, no.
So the next song is a suggestion by Draper. Something from our youth again. Oh, yeah, that's why it's speeding up a bit there. Yeah. And uh, well, the suggestion really, I mean, a lot of, like a lot of the suggestions that he made were very much just uh, either challenge or fuck me over. Um, <laughs> so we had a Landis for a set earlier. And then the second of his three suggestions is about to happen in a minute. Now. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to meeting this Draper character. Because. <laughs> Just because I'm like drunken nights out, like. <laughs> Any opportunity to like any opportunity to sort of do that uh, to any song is uh, is actively encouraged. But I really hate trap music, but this is the only remix I could find. It's terrible. I told you it's a fucking garbage set. <laughs> Up until this point, I like every time you mention Draper, I'm like, this guy sounds amazing. When I do eventually meet him, I'm like, hey, nice to meet you, but I, I'm going to punch him for suggesting this song. <laughs> oh, wait, there's another one to come that you're going to hate even more. <laughs> oh. Is that from him too? Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Draper. He's actually really. I love, I love to be my best friend in the world, but like. <laughs> so, the next song, also a suggestion from Draper is a haunting song from our youth which was the theme tune to a, a cartoon that we used to watch as, as children this one it's a it's a cartoon theme tune based on homer's the odyssey but like in space <laughs> dave's face is utter disgust <laughs> Oh. Do you remember this? Yes. Oh, yes.
Yeah, it doesn't get any better. <laughs> and then, how long does this go and on then for? Because I, basically, because I remember this is going to be the end of the set. This song, I was just going to like a bit crush it out and like do a bit of echo. And I was like, no, no, no. I tell you what, I remember a song that Dave, that you, Dave Bremner, suggested. Uh, and I was like, oh, maybe I can shoehorn that in at the end. And I, I, I gave a go on the spot, trying to shoehorn in another song. And it doesn't work. It sounds terrible. Here it comes. <laughs> uh, but I just thought I'd leave it in just for um, comic garbage. <laughs> oh. It doesn't work, but it's a great tune. I'm genuinely proud of myself for annoying you this much. Caledonia's been everything I've ever had. This version is grim. <laughs> oh, I know, and it was made by uh, a, a Glaswegian DJ who just decided to put like. Oops behind it <laughs> are you going to make us listen to the whole thing uh, well you got about you got about one minute left <laughs> I'm sorry everybody when I said this was a great song and it was one of my favourites I did not mean this version <laughs> No, no, he didn't know. <laughs> but there's no way I could. Uh, the other guy, what was his name? Dougie McLean. Oh yeah, Dougie McLean. Uh, he, well, his definitely wouldn't fit in. And I tried my best, but <laughs> I just thought this would be a more amusing garbage end to my set. Like, it is a pretty garbage ending. It's literally the uh, the shit on top of the shit cake. <laughs> It's like the sci-fi version. <laughs> oh, it, it, it's genuinely awful. But, uh, <laughs> it's there for you, man. Thanks. So don't you remember remember suggesting the uh, suggesting this song ages ago? Yeah, I do. I think it was pretty hammered. In fact, I was absolutely yeah, I, hammered. I suggested "Angel" by Sarah McLaughlin. <laughs> and it was it was like when we recorded four episodes. It was episodes the end of that. Yeah, we ended up yeah, recording four yeah. episodes in one day, and by the end of it, we were absolutely hammered. <laughs> and there you go that was it that's the end of episode 16 uh, oh, I hope God, you all enjoyed all right. the absolute <laughs> shit show that was that set um, to anyone who's listening I apologise on behalf of your ears uh, and I hope never ever to have to do anything like that again but I do also hope that the people who made all of those shite suggestions are in some way appeased by my uh, shamed well, shamed maybe by uh, <laughs> by your suggestions. No, yeah, both of us. That, yeah, both of, of us. <laughs> real talk, real talk. Both of us have to be really careful how we export our vocals from this because I am not re-recording that episode. 
<laughs> no, no, exactly. And it's very, very important that we never, ever listen to that take, ever again. Take requests again. <laughs> well, I, I think it, I think we've learned a lesson here, Dave. Yeah, Maybe absolutely. Just twice before making some kind of outright, outrageous <laughs> suggestion like that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Right. Anyway, so next week we're going to do um, uh, a theme set. So Dave is going to do a K-pop theme set, and I'm going to do a romantically themed one. Uh, and then after K-pop that, Christmas. I'm thinking. So that'll be 17, 18, and then the one after that would be 19 and 20. And I think in 19 and 20, either one of those two episodes, he might have a guest appearance from one or two people. Just going to throw Ooh. that out there. Maybe. Exciting. Maybe. Exciting. Looking forward okay, to it. Anyway, thank you for listening, thank everybody. Thank you very much.